We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist, and these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C, dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny if you ask me nothing stinks more than when your husband dutch ovens you with a big ripe juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers except maybe body odor that's why i'm excited to tell you about lumi whole body deodorant lumi delivers outrageous 72 hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes even those private parts as a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link use code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e at lumideodorant.com that's l-u-m E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya. Is this thing on? Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde. Most little girls grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and shit. And I was like, I want to be super hot, make a lot of fucking money and be a rock star's wife. That was my goal as a child. And <laughs> here we are. <laughs> What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dom Blonde. Today, I have one of my favorite humans on social media. I have been following this woman for such a long time. We've talked, and it has finally come to fruition. Brittany, is it Furlon? Furlon. Furlon. I yeah. never want to pronounce it the wrong That's way. That's okay. Everyone says it differently. Brittany Furlon, baby. What's Yay. up? 
what's up dude i'm so happy to be here dude i you are just like a warm hug your energy is always so sweet even when people are attacking you you're so (laughs) fucking nice sometimes i want to be like leave my girl alone you know and like go crazy but for some reason i just you know i just always want to give you the biggest hug oh thanks bonnie yeah you're so it's so funny because we're meeting in person for the first time Mm -hmm. but you know how you meet someone and you just feel cozy Mm -hmm. like you're a cozy person oh you want to climb inside of me yeah <laughs> I want to give you a big hug. No, I'm like, it's crazy. Like, you're just like, you You know how some, well, for me, I'm always nervous yeah. around people. Yeah. Just everyone. Yeah. I'm very oh, well, un- yeah. You don't know what to expect. I'm very uncomfortable all the time almost. So, like, when you meet someone that you're like, okay, I can just chill. Like, yeah. it's nice. I can you're let that- my tits hang out. Yeah, yeah. You're that person. You're that person. I just take my top off. Yeah. It's- That's what I strive for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're it's to fucking- get you naked. You're a comfort person. I'm dead. They're going to have to pay more on the Patreon for that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It wouldn't be the first time we've had some titties flop out on the really? podcast. So, yeah. Who took their titties out? Uh, well, I know Jesse Lawless off the top took her fucking, and she had some. She's a Great full, full lesbian, uh-huh. gorgeous tits. Wow! I feel like every fucking lesbian has the nicest tits. Wow, she's with Jenna Jameson. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Jenna uh, might be coming on the podcast. We're, we're waiting to see, but yeah, she yeah, might be coming on the podcast. That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, I know. I, I hate that because, like, I would pull my tits out. My husband would be like, <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I, I hate it because people are always like, your tits are fake. That's, like, the worst. And because, and they're about real, me. though. Yeah, they're right? real, 100%. Yeah. I actually got a nice weird. Rack. I wear sports bras mm-hmm. because I don't like my tits. You got a beautiful set of knockers. Thanks. I've seen them in bikinis. Thank I you. I mean, it's like crazy. I flashed at the Motley show because my husband wasn't getting, he always asked people to like, you know, mm. and he wasn't getting any. So I flashed there and I was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. His, his, his crowd his finally crowd. got yeah. too old and yeah. start popping their yeah, titties. Yeah, they're like, uh, we don't really want to do that. So my husband's like, you come out and flash your tits. And I'm like, I, I could that. care less. Like, yeah. might as well show them while they're nice. Yeah, you know for what I mean? Sure. Not going to be nice forever. <laughs> oh, listen, I have my butthole on the internet. So Stop. listen, <laughs> listen, I love, listen, I'm going to go to a Motley <gasps> Crew show just to <laughs> see. Britney's titties I'm dead well I don't know if I'll show them again but I can show Damn you it. later personally right. and right. I'll let you feel them too if you want to so prove that love. there's no implant in here I hate that really people are constantly like I like I've done filler and stuff in my face mm-hmm. I'm always very honest I've Same. been very transparent yeah. about it because I never want anyone to feel less than you know I never want yeah. anyone to look at me and go or like, like unrealistic expectations exactly yeah. like I will always be honest I get laser you know I do filler here and there Botox but I've never touched my body below my neck Aww, ever I love so that. it's just like weird when people are just like eh, they just have to like yeah and give they, it and, to you and it's like they want you to fucking draw blood just proving that yeah proving your, and then once you do prove it they still don't believe you like yeah. the internet i have to argue with the internet about my age people what? people tell me i'm like i'm 44 and people are like no you're not google says you're 29 right and i'm like i'm not trust me fuck I'm i not, would go with 29 listen, like, you yeah, know what you're right why like why would i say i'm 44 i'd say maybe 34 yeah. or 36 but yeah not 29 but yeah that's such a fuck i'd be is. pumped about that i'd be like yeah. Well, yeah that is true google said it i'm 29 bitch yeah, yeah. i'm a fucking eternal vampire until <laughs> yeah. one day i wake up and i'm just fucking old and haggard next every fucking year swing. it's 29 they're like it's still Literally. 29 <laughs> Literally. Yeah, literally. That's what I'm I always dead. say. I'm dead. So I wanted to just kind of deep dive into finding out more about you. Like I Googled you last night and oh, I was like, shit. this girl has lived a full life. 
I'm tired. <laughs> just like, you know, what? I'm I tell my husband, my husband's 61 and I'm 37. And I'm just like, the fact that like, I'm going to probably live till 60. I'm like, I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Like, like what do we do? I, I like, what are we I'm, supposed to do? I'm so physically burnt mm-hmm. just from like being anxious and being in fight or flight my Aww. whole life that I'm like, how do I do another 30 years? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm so exhausted mm-hmm. at 37 that mm-hmm. I can't even imagine being 60. Like, I, it's crazy. I get that because when I was going through my, like, suicidal ideation, and that's another reason I've always been, like, super, like, attracted to you is mm. that you are so open about your mental health journey, which we'll dive into in a little yeah. bit. But I think that right now, especially in the times that we live in, is so fucking important because people – try to act like everything's fine all the time. Mm, I hate that. And I love the fact that you're like, I am fucking about to get on a flight and I am scared to death. And like, you're just so real about it, you know? So I, I just, I really, really appreciate that. Um, what I was saying is when I was going through my suicidal ideation, um, I remember looking at Jay and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to live till 50. Mm. I don't want to be here till 50. Now I'm kind of like, shit, I might want to hang out till I'm 80, you know? But back when I was feeling like, you know, really depressed, it was really brutal just thinking about having to live another 10 years you know I mean when I was younger and I wasn't on any antidepressants and I grew up you know with a mom who has borderline and my dad worked all the time and I just was really struggling and I remember I used to want to die all the time Mm. I would pray to God I don't want to wake up I don't want to wake up I don't want to be here anymore and then finally when I was 16 um I was a cutter and so I got caught at school cutting. They sent me to the hospital. I got put in inpatient. And then from there, they ended up putting me on an antidepressant. At 16? Yeah. Oh. So I've been on the same one since wow. 16. And um, it's called Effexor mm-hmm. XR. It's a gnarly one. Like, it basically, it really works, right? So, right. like, I have really bad panic anxiety. And it does a good job to the point like where I'm able to like go on tour with my husband. I'm able to, you know, do things mm-hmm. like when I got put on it, they put me on like 150 milligrams. Now I weaned myself down mm-hmm. through the years to the starting dose. Wow. Um, but I've tried to get off of it completely because, you know, my life has changed and your life does change. And mm-hmm. that's what I think people need to yeah. remember is that, mm-hmm. you know, you may be in a season of your life where things are horrible and you won't you don't want to be here but that doesn't mean that spring isn't coming mm, you know I love it does that. it mm-hmm. comes yep. you know people sit there and they think this is forever it's not nothing's it's not. forever good yeah. and bad right mm. so i weaned myself down to the lowest dose of that and so i've just been on that forever and it just kind of helps me get through you yeah. know what i mean and um it's hard. It's really hard. You, do you take anything to help yourself? I don't. Yourself? I'm just Good fucking raw God dogging bless. life. Um, I'm not against it though. There was yeah. I, I had a Xanax yeah. addiction because mm. my anxiety was so bad. So I that's did get, hard to kick, man. I did it cold turkey, Ooh. and I, I I have to caution you guys. You cannot quit Xanax cold no. turkey. I'm you just telling go, you, yeah. yeah, my story, and that's how I did it. But I don't know how I fucking didn't end up having seizures because I was on so much of it. But the fact that you made it through that is insane because benzodiazepine mm-hmm. it, like children's benadryl getting off of it children that is so fucking crazy we have that in common so Mm -hmm. when i got off of the effectsor for what i only did one year i was off of Mm effectsor right before vine started yeah i was off of effectsor for a whole year and you know and i'm still have this issue with effectsor and i'm sure anyone that has taken it will relate to this as i say it's almost as hard or if not worse than kicking heroin Mm. your body your brain is so addicted to it i don't even know why they prescribe it i mean other than it does work for depression panic but the getting off of it is unreal i got off of it 
the whole year, my head, I couldn't walk straight. I was spinning. I like felt like vertigo. vertigo. felt like oh, I was going to throw up. Oh, my gosh. I started going to the balance center on La Cienega to help me learn how to walk straight because oh, I would walk like I was gosh. on a boat for a year and I would call my doctor and I'd go this effects are fucked my brain up man Aww. like this fucked me up and he would gaslight me and say no it's not it's not you're fine you're fine and blah. And I used to take children's Benadryl all day it's a savior all day yeah. and people would be like how are you taking that and not falling asleep yeah because my nervous system was so wrecked oh, right my gosh. and so I was taking this children's Benadryl all day and then I fought for a whole year I said I'm gonna give it a year mm. if I don't get better then I'm gonna get back on it and I just couldn't do it. A year later, I was still sick. I started doing Vine. I was getting all these opportunities. Yeah. And I couldn't go to the meetings because I was too just sick, up, like yeah. shaky, confused. It gives you brain fog. Like it, I think it permanently changed the chemistry yeah. in my brain, right? Yeah. So then I went back on it and it all went away. That is insane. So it's kind of fucked. That's what I, I tell people about getting off Xanax. They're like, well, when did you start feeling better? And I'm like, honestly, probably 2023. Mm. And I got sober in 2017. Oof. I'm like, it has taken. So, and I'm still not 100%. <sighs> you know, like you when you have neuro, when you take pills that mess with your neurological system. Oh, my God. I don't. It takes forever. To I'm so proud it. of you. Oh, I appreciate you. That is you. really I'm fucking hard, dude. People don't realize. I mean, I would do anything to not be on anything, but I also know know that in my family there's schizophrenia there's yeah, borderline wanna, there's all this stuff so like that. if I didn't take it I'm really putting myself at risk for not absolutely being healthy and like I'm like you know what this is a tiny bit and I try to just give myself grace and just be like it's not you know I don't take benzos I don't do any of that so yeah. that's the only thing I take I've always wanted to ask you where do you think the trauma started that you have that have such a dysregulated nervous system like that I know my trauma started when I was fucking probably at the moment of conception you know because I do say trauma starts in the womb so I mean I feel like my mom was already my mom was diagnosed schizophrenic oh, um so it's definitely in the family too um dad's a narcissist <laughs> so you know the trauma starts as yeah. children like tell me a little bit about your childhood well I th I mean it's like the body keeps the score right so yes. that's a really big book so my mom was pregnant with me and I was born with a really severe birth defect I was born with clubbed feet so Aww. my feet were bent in completely mm -hmm. almost backwards. Mm. And at that time, 1986, uh, there wasn't like a really good surgery for that. So they didn't know if I was ever going to walk. So immediately upon being born, I'm taken from my mom and I'm put in casts, mm. heavy casts. And they bent my legs straight, which was painful. And they put these casts on. Oh my gosh. And so I couldn't move. I couldn't roll over as a baby. And I'm like, I can't even imagine just even as a baby, obviously I don't remember, Your but nervous system, my nervous system immediately, as soon as you enter the world, you're being thrown in mm. these cat heavy casts. You can't roll over. You can't do anything. And I do have memories of just being really scared all the time. Mm. And I don't know why I was just scared. My, my parents, my mom yelled a lot. Oh, I'm so, so that yelling, I just like it just would yeah. freak me out and throw shit, break mm, stuff. Yeah. And I just was like, I can't handle this as a kid. I remember. And do you yell as an adult now? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, like the same this way too. meager, meek person because yeah. of that. Um, and uh, and so I remember laying in my crib and I just remember being really scared all the time. Probably my earliest memory is that my dad felt so bad for me. He used to sleep on the floor next to my crib. Oh. 
And that would be the only thing that made me feel safe. And I couldn't roll over because I had casts on my legs. And I remember my dad would try to army crawl out of the room. And I'd go, eh. And then he'd just lay back down. (laughs) But I do remember just being up all night staring to make sure he wouldn't leave. And then I would like sleep during the day. And I still have this weird thing with nighttime now. Like I'm I'm up all night. Me too. Until like three or four. Yeah. And then I fall asleep like during the day. It's so weird. My husband's total opposite. But yeah. So I think that's like kind of how it started was my feet. And then, you know, my mom struggling with the borderline. And my parents got divorced really, really young. And then Mm. my dad just raised us by himself. Where'd mom go? Well, she freaked out in front of the judge. Oh. Because normally a mother would get custody. Right. Um, And so they were in custody court and my mom, you know, people with borderline, they can only mask it so much. Right. And I think the judge said something she did not like. And then, boom, there went the trigger and the judge saw it. Wow. And it was right about when my parents were going to get 50-50. And then the judge saw that and was like, nope, now you don't get any custody. Wow. And you can only have visitation with your kids. With two, two uh, had to be two super, my aunt and my grandma were supposed to be there. Wow. So they really gave it to her. And I also feel really bad for my mom because my mom was a nurse mm. and so you know nurses like they don't think that they need help because mm. they're a nurse you right. know what i mean so it's like i feel like that generation too. yeah too they just don't want to yeah. take anything for it and you mm. know my mom i have to say now she takes something and she's doing great Yay, and it's like mom. it's like crazy like if this could have been her when i was younger it would have yeah. been amazing you know what i mean mm. but back then they kind of were just anti that stuff mm. you know what i mean yeah. and so she really like you went through it. I mean, she was just tormented by her own brain and it was really hard. So I didn't really see her much. And my dad worked a lot. And so it was like by myself a lot, really bad depression. Mm. And then there was cutting and I didn't have a lot of friends. I just had my one friend that I'm still friends with. And when did you start cutting? Um, well, I wanted to like die. So I was like not strong enough to like kill myself. So I would just like, like try. And then like, I couldn't like kill myself. So it was like really sad. And then uh, when did that start? Like how like I was probably 15, Mm. 14, 15. Yeah. That's when all like your hormones are kicking in. Yeah. And I just remember just feeling like I've always just felt really uncomfortable in life. I always felt like I don't belong. Mm. And I would like go to school and like I would make people laugh. And like then I'd come home and just be like, I'm so sad. And it was just weird. They like say weird... the funniest people are the saddest. Sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. I would entertain everybody and then I'd be like, okay, well, the job's done. And like, you mm-hmm. know, it was like so sad because like I never wanted anyone else to ever feel sad. So I would go in and just make everybody, I'd be like the clown, you know, I got mm-hmm. voted like class clown out of the girls and the guys. And then I would go home and just be so depressed and feel so empty, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just really hard. And, you know, um, did cutting get, make you feel like a sense of relief? Well, you get, like, endorphins. Right. You do get, like, a surge of endorphins, mm-hmm. you know. So I would get a little bit of that. But also I was just, like, hoping that one day I could fully do it. You know what I mean? But then oh, I also felt gosh. so bad for my dad. Because I was, like, my dad was trying so hard. He was working so much to support my brother and I. And mm-hmm. so it was really sad. So I will say the medicine did help me. But the thing that was the best for me was just getting the fuck out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Getting away from Pennsylvania is kind of dreary. Anytime we've Ugh. gone there on tour, it's always, like, just Ugh. melancholy. It's depressing. Yeah. Like, I... 
like as soon as I moved to California when I was 17, as soon as I graduated, I moved right to You're California. You're like, fuck this, I was I'm like, leaving. Bye bye. And yeah. I just. Was dad okay with that? Yes. And the whole reason it happened was because my stepmom grew up in California and like we went and visited here on a trip. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I just feel so much better here. No, and I feel so good. Sun yeah. And like yeah. being away from all the drama. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I was, and I was in theater and I was like loving theater and loving acting. And I knew I wanted to do something in entertainment. And so yeah. I was like, I'm going to go try. You know right. what I mean? So I just came by myself at 17 and then like just worked a bunch of fucking odd jobs and <laughs> did stand up and okay, open so mics yeah. and like, oh God, it's just like such a journey. So let's talk about it. So your first night in LA, you came here by yourself. Yes. What is 17 year old Brittany doing? Well, so my dad was like, you have to go to college because you can't just go out there with nothing. So I enlisted in the easiest college I could find, which was fashion school. (laughs) Oh, nice. Literally. I was like, what's the most dumb shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like our quizzes were like, what outfits are cute? You know what I mean? Like this one, not that one. Right. Like Like, there's not a wrong answer. Yeah. Like it's like not even like what colors are on the color wheel. Like it was just so stupid. It was the dumbest shit. I'm like, I can't believe we're paying for this. But, but I loved it, you know, and I met some good friends there. Um, and uh, so I was in fashion school and that was in downtown L.A. in 2006. Yeah. So that there was like was, prime time. Dude, LA. there was nothing there, though. Downtown, yeah. there was nothing. It right. was like fucking homeless people and businessmen during the day. Right. There was no L.A. Live yet. There was nothing. Wow. So I used to have to like walk through all this craziness to get to school. I lived on 7th and Bixel. Wow. And it was just insane. And I thought like, wow, I, this isn't Hollywood. I was like, this place <laughs> sucks, you know, because I lived in downtown right. L.A. I'm like, where the fuck's all the cool <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. So I eventually end up moving into a house in the Hollywood Hills yeah. with my friends. And then that's when it kind of the, the whole thing mm-hmm. begins. And I, I start doing open mic comedy. And I feel like Stand up 2006 in LA and Vegas was like peak chaos. times. Yeah, yeah. It was like peak times of just, it was kind of like, I don't want to say innocent, but it yeah. was like, it was. And like, we had so much fucking fun. Yeah. Whereas, well, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did not have fun. Damn I it. struggle cityed. Aww. Dude, I was, I mean, it was like, it wasn't, I was happy to be out here. Right. Way better than yeah. being in Pennsylvania, but I was struggling. No way, like, like financially or just oh, like yeah, spiritually. All of it. All of, all it. of it. I mean, I, I had to pay, my rent was, I lived in a three bedroom house that was gorgeous and 2006, my rent, my quarter of the rent was 750 a month. Jeez. So I had to come up with 750. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nothing these days, right? right? Yeah. We look at that now and we're like, but Whoa. no, back then, back then like, it was a lot. lot. And, yeah. and and so I um I was super skinny. I was like maybe like 105 pounds. And so my I got picked up to be a fit model from my school to the the fashion district mm-hmm. downtown. So I would have all these like like fashion companies that were owned by like all these Asian people and they would stand around me and speak another language and they would try clothes on me all day and they'd be like, oh, no, no, no. And like then trying outfits on me because they would make the pattern and everything and they yeah. like to use live models, right? right? And so this job was great. I got paid like $200 an hour. Wow. And you'd be there for like four hours like every Just couple times a week, right? Getting fitted. It was great. And yeah. I would stand there, but the one rule was that you couldn't gain weight. Oh my gosh. Cause so I would see girls come in and they measured us every day. They would measure us and make sure like, uh oh. And then one of the girls would get fat and then they would like whisper to each other and they'd be like, 
<laughs> and she'd be like, what? What do you mean? Like, I'm like, get the fuck out, Cassandra, you fat ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she like, Asians are so cutthroat. Dude, they, they don't give gnarly. a shit. Yeah. When a girl would get called into the office, we were all like, fuck. Oh, like, damn, no. right? So I would just see girls coming and going all the time. Yeah. But I would like make them laugh. So I think they liked me, right? right? Yeah. I lasted two years there. Wow. Which is crazy because I saw a million girls get come and go, come and go, come and go. And then finally how they got rid not, of me. How are you not gaining weight? Were you, did well, you develop an eating disorder? No, I was on Adderall. Just, oh, gosh. Like <laughs> my roommate was on Adderall. Yeah. And she was like, dude, you're really ADHD. You should go see the doctor and get on Adderall. This I is was, back then when they would prescribe anything, anything for anyone right? at and, any time. And then I went and I... And my my uh, psychiatrist at the time, because I was on such a high dose of the Effexor at that point, mm. um, he because it would make me really tired, but Aww. I was still very ADHD. And he's like, you know what, Adderall would be great with this, and he gave God, it to me. Mixing it, it actually too? was great, yeah. and I and I did great, and I only like you know I I did actually really well on it. And for someone wow. who has anxiety, I didn't really have anxiety on it, and I did really well on the Adderall Effexor combo. Yeah. And then one day, uh, in two thousand like fifteen. Or no, I'm sorry. 2000, probably 13. I got a really bad flu, mm. and I and I stopped taking the Adderall. You know, because I was sick. I was like, mm. what am I gonna take Adderall for? Yeah. I'm like sick. And then my body just felt so tired, and I was like, oh, this is speed. And I was like, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. And I and I kicked it, and I didn't want it Good. anymore. And my doctors even now have tried to give it to me because I'm tired all the time. Really? And I was like, guys, I can't. I'm too anxious, so I can't like take anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can barely drink a, a little bit of caffeine. Oh, I have coffee. I'll fucking oh, be rocking back and forth. I can I can't never do have it. a coffee. Mm-hmm. My heart pounds out of my chest. Same. But I try to drink the um. The strawberry refreshers from Starbucks. Oh, those will crack you out too. But they only have 45 milligrams of caffeine. And so I ask them to make it with extra water. Yeah. And I'll have a little bit of that and that'll make okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I did really well on the like high dose of Effexor, low dose Adderall for years. But it does, it, for me, I was already thin and then Adderall on top of that, you just don't eat. And then I became obsessed with my weight because Mm. of the fit stuff and mm. so i was very skinny yeah it was Poor really baby. bad but yeah no i mean i was surviving you know what i mean right. you know i wouldn't say it was a bad time i would just right. say it was like a more like me Learning. hustling like yeah. what was i gonna do you know and i was trying to act and i was trying yeah. to do comedy and so it was a crazy time and then that's how i met josh Josh Adam Meyer. So we, we love. I was. Tell, love I told Josh. him about that the other day. They were we like, love Josh. Josh is my ex boyfriend, which is so funny. Yeah, it's just crazy how worlds collide. It's weird. Man. Yeah, he's a sweetie. He's pie. a sweetheart. Such a sweetie he, pie. He um. So he and I met through stand-up, and we mm-hmm. dated when we were both really young. I mean, I was probably like 21, maybe. How did you get into stand-up? You just one day was like, you know what? I'm a funny motherfucker. I'm going to go stand in front of a crowd. Because that's a tough thing to get into. Yeah. The, Especially for somebody who deals with anxiety oh, the way yeah. you do. But I was like, at that time, I don't know why. It's like I was so driven. Mm-hmm. And I was, again, on a higher dose of my medication, so I wasn't as scared. Mm-hmm. And so I would go do the op- – they have open mics. At the Comedy Store, you can sign up. And the Improv, you mm, can sign okay. up, you know, at yeah. like 6 o'clock. You do get like five minutes, right? Yeah. And so I would do the open mics at the Comedy Store. And I remember Tommy, who used to work there as the manager. He doesn't work there anymore. You know, I never had material. So I would just go up there and riff with the audience, the little audience that was there. Right. And I always had so much fun and was so good at it. And Tommy, who worked there, was like – you got to stay with this you're so good at this Aww. you know and he doesn't work there anymore but then i so then i got uh i was doing a open mic at um uh this place called uh god what was it called it was on melrose i forget the fucking name of it it was this bar mm-hmm. and a casting director from e 
was watching the open mics and she was like, you're so funny. I want you to come audition for this show on E. And I was like, this is how it happens, baby. <laughs> I call my parents. I'm this like, I don't break. even know you anymore. Like, I'm famous. And like, you know, like, and, and so I ended up auditioning for this show. It was called Reality Hell mm. on E. And it was basically from the creators of Punk, where they were doing like a, a prank show right. where you would prank people and make them think they were on a reality right. show, but right. they weren't, right? right? And so I did a couple seasons of that show. And then I ended up doing Prank My Mom on TLC. And so oh, I was yeah. doing all these like prank shows. And I was, I was dating Josh. And Josh would like show everybody. He'd be like, look how cool my girlfriend she's on tv it was so funny Josh. but then i stopped doing stand-up because like i was you know doing the show i'm like i already made it this is what all the stand-ups <laughs> want to do you know what i mean and then right. those shows went nowhere right right um and then i met my i josh and i ended up breaking up and i met my boyfriend randall who's a uh, was a, a music video director mm-hmm. and i was in a music video and then he bought me my first iPhone, and then Vine came out, and then Vine was crazy yeah. for you. I remember you on Vine. Crazy, I yeah. was never, uh, I never did the Vine thing, but yeah. I had an account and would yeah. watch them. I was like yeah. one of those weirdos. <laughs> um, and I loved you on we Vine. You had you. like fucking like what nine million followers yeah, on Vine? Ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was it was crazy. Wild. And like it was weird because I was when I got on there it was like all these people that I looked up to, like mm-hmm. James Urbaniak and. Um, uh, what's his name Goldberg and uh, fucking uh, Simon Rex and yeah. you know all these people had all these D-Nasty or Will, what, is, what is Simon Dirt Rex nasty. Dirt Nasty yeah, yeah Will Sasso like all these like comedians had really big followings on there and mm-hmm. then I started surpassing them and yeah. I was like this is crazy and That's then it wild. started turning into you know brands calling me and being like hey it's Benefit Cosmetics calling can we pay you $10,000 to do a video and I was like yeah, I did this video for like free lip gloss. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm so glad they offered it first. Yeah. If they were like, "Can we give you like one blush?" I'd be like, "Yes, one blush is fine." You know? Like, yeah. So I ended up then, then ended up that taking off. I started getting all these brand deals, and then when 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 uh, talent agencies see you're making money, that's when they come. They're like yeah. little sharks. It's like chum in the water. Oh, so then, we, we signed with, I'm signed with WME right now. Oh yeah, so I'm mm. with WME. Yay, yeah, I didn't know that. It's WME crazy. sisters. I love that. I and that. so, um. ICM, CAA, and UTA all emailed me in the same week. Love that. And wanted to take a meeting. And I had my first meeting with ICM. And, you know, places don't usually do this. But when I was going to leave, they were like, we really want you to be with us. Like, sign this paper and blah, blah, blah. And I had a really, like, shitty manager at the time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, you should just do it. Instead of taking the other two meetings – and so I ended up signing with ICM. They did absolutely nothing for me. Aww. They didn't help me at all. They didn't. They just collected money. So it was just like a nightmare. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's a learning. Learn. You live and you learn. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like the, the talent uh, agent industry is, like, very different now. They mm-hmm. kind of just want to – you to do all the work. You right. to get the followers. Yes. You to make the money. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. I love you, Sloan, but yes, we agree. Yeah, no, everybody. Like, I yeah. mean, they do. They literally, I mean, my husband has these friends that are, like, incredible musicians. Like, their band, their music is unfucking real Yeah. But then they try to get signed, and the first thing these agencies say are, how many followers do you have? Yeah. And they're just indie guys. They yeah. don't care about Instagram. Which you can blow up nowadays. Social yeah. media If you get on a, a TikTok or something. Literally. But you gotta get something. Yeah, you, know? you gotta and get And these something. guys are not into that, and so yeah. it's like they end up suffering mm. and not making it. And it's yeah. like, you know, so I've just had, like, bad experiences. You know, I've just... 
I went from one to the one to the one, and I'm just like, this just like nobody, nobody wanted to do anything. Everyone wanted to just collect. Kind of mooch, know? yeah. So you just, also, during this time, I'm going to look at my notes really quick. If you I'm see me dead. looking you took down. notes? I love oh, you. Yeah. <gasps> Holy I notes, shit. Baby. I feel um, so bad I had you on ours, and I'm all just like, hello. <laughs> like, no, you're good. During this time, you got an award, right, or something. Yeah. Hold on. Um, you were in a Pitbull video. Oh, yeah. He's the best. He still follows me. I love Aww, him. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you are the most followed woman on Vine. Yeah. And you, your influence was so big at the time that Time Magazine in 2015 list, listed you as um, the 30 most influential people on the internet. Yeah, with Kim Kardashian and Barack Obama. That's fucking huge. Dude, I cut that shit out. And I was going to say, do you have it framed in my your dad house? Has, I'll never forget it. The issue of Time, it was a a TV on the front with a reflection in it. Yeah. They made it reflectable so you could see yourself. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool. And I bought like 30 copies and I sent it to my family and I'm like, guess who's not a failure? Like, I'm not a failure. (laughs) Yeah, because you know somebody at home is waiting for you to fail. Everyone's waiting for me to fail. Yeah. Uh, They still are waiting. Keep waiting. Uh, (laughs) I think you've done pretty damn good with that though. I try. And then, yeah, so amazing stuff happened. I got really, you know, I I say it's a, a blessing. Um, because, um, you know, God, I feel like, you know, not to get religious on your podcast. No, but you can. I love I have Jesus. a lot of faith. Jesus in, is my I homie. have a lot of faith. And mm-hmm. I think that God, I pray all the time. And yeah. I think God prayer, has really come through for me prayer many is, times. To me, prayer is a form of manifesting. Absolutely. Like you're literally, 100%. you're asking the universe and you're asking God like, hey, this is what I need. Your words are spells. So as soon as you put them in the, in the universe it gets grabbed that you know part. so i i love you can get religious as you want on my podcast yeah i love absolutely. it and you're so praying. right about that mm-hmm. you know I, I pray to god every night i pray before i eat um mm. and i just you know i feel like god has really come through with for me and i know a lot of people are like some people don't believe in it whatever but it's like I, it's such a personal experience yeah. and i really feel something mm-hmm. so you're so wholesome oh you really are like I, you, I would never picture you to be as wholesome as you are yeah, like you're I, just really such a sweetie pie thanks I mean I'm a goofball when I'm you know performing or online but I have like a very <laughs> like real serious side too and and do you feel like there's two different Britneys oh like for one sure that you present to the world and then one at home a hundred percent yeah you probably relate to this too is oh, like absolutely a lot of people with autism or I don't want to say I have autism yeah. but I do say that I have I'm, autistic I, traits. I, I, I mask where like I perform. Right. And then I come home and I'm like, okay. And I take it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost like taking off a heavy coat. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now I can be me again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, there's just so many other little weird things I do. I won't get into, but yeah. Well, you took the test. I did. Are, I got a one thirty eight. So the next step is, yeah. is we have to get diagnosed. <laughs> I know. It's it's so to go get diagnosed. So I looked into it because my brother's um, son is autistic. Right excuse me, my brother has some things he's struggling with and then he was going to get the official test for it as well. And then they were like, it's $2,500. And then I was like, okay, and then what do they do yeah. as an adult? Because with children, when my nephew got, uh, you know, he got diagnosed, now the government actually will send people to your house to help you work with your autistic child, which wow. is really nice. There's a lot of government programs, That's believe amazing. it or not, that will, so a couple times a week, they send someone over to my uh, my brother's house and they teach them how to work with my nephew mm. so that he doesn't get overstimulated. They Aww. learn his triggers. They learn, you know, all they kinds of things. They say autism is hereditary now yeah. is what they're saying. So yeah. I definitely think yeah. my mom had some things going on because she was super OCD like I am yeah. and like, you know. So I would well, love there's to. so many different versions and I don't really think anyone's normal. You know, right. like we yeah. all have our own things and quirks. And, you know, I think that 
there's really high functioning autism yes, and with mixed yes. with ADD and mm-hmm. all kinds of other things that's harder to diagnose and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think anyone can particularly put people in like a box. Right. You know what right, I mean? right, right. So it's not one size fits all. Yeah. Like I, I feel like we all have a little bit of, you know, and it all kind of intertwines, yeah. you know, so, um, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Since I switched over to Shopify, my business has grown expeditiously and upped my merch game. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash bunny. We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny but yeah so then um i did the vine thing and then uh i was you know i dated a really horrible guy who cheated on me with prostitutes and then i went Fuck through that breakup <laughs> yeah and then i met my husband on raya Aww, in, in 20... two, 2017 yeah so it's been seven years Aww. so yeah. what is raya because my doctor <laughs> reached out to me the other day and she's like hey i need you as a reference for your raya. doctor and i was like reference? i was like what is raya and oh she was like gosh. don't worry about it just can i use you as a reference and i was like sure i don't care what is it so it's like basically like when they first started it it was like it's like a celebrity dating app okay. well it's not like that i don't feel like anymore i mean there's a lot of famous people on there still like I yeah. drew barrymore's on there a bunch of people are on there playing with drew it. barrymore's on I'm raya sure, that's yeah, awesome she said she was on something like that and then uh 
Yeah, so when I got on, I had no idea. So basically because I had a big following, mm-hmm. the creators reached out to me and said, hey, we want to, you know, give you an account. They weren't charging for it at the time. You just had to be We need pr- to put Haley on, Raya. You had to be approved. You have to be approved. Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of a gnarly thing. So they were like, we just want to put you on there. It's a dating app. We know you're single and like we think you'd be great. Who's doing the approving? The guys who run the app. <laughs> God, that's yeah, crazy. I don't know. I don't know if it's the guys who create. At first, I think it may have been the guys who created it. And now they have a team. And now they probably it. have a team. Wow. But um, wild. So they put me on there, and I remember the first time I opened it, I'm scrolling, and it's like Joshua Jackson, Elijah Wood, John Mayer, like, what and I can hell? say all this now because I'm never going back on the app. Yeah. You're usually not allowed to talk about it, or they'll take your account away. Well, I'm going on Raya. Yeah, dead. She'll be like, "What are People you doing?" People go on there for like just friends. We're like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Tell us how your relationship's not working out. Uh, it's yeah. so crazy. Um, so, so I got on there. All these famous people. I went out with a bunch of them. Uh, maybe like you got two any or horror three, stories? Actually. Um, not really. Actually, everyone was really nice. Damn it! I'm tired of these I nice know, guys. I know. Actually, I, you know, I don't have any. Um, with like famous people yeah. you know what I mean like most they of mind them their were P's pretty and yeah like they're really sweet like I did go on a date with Elijah Wood and he was just like so is he sweet tall no is... he's very small yeah and I, I wasn't like attracted to him but I really liked his personality yeah. and he was like so nice and he has this really cool house that has like a big movie theater and like in the like living area and he Aww. was just like so nice and so cool but not like romantic vibes right you know like um, homie Huh? Like a homie. Yeah, he was just a really cool guy. Yeah. And I think he's like, I think he has a wife now and a kid and, Aww. you know, whatever. I've run into him since then. He's just a really sweet person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, everyone that I went out with was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't like click with anyone because I, I am so particular. Mm. You know what I mean? People are always like, oh, you're just with Tommy for his money. I went out with so many other people that I could have been with for, right. their, for their money if that was the case. But I was making so much money on Vine. People have no idea. No, I Like, I have You were money. like one of the first people to monetize that yeah, platform, right? Have, or to even monetize social media. Exactly. Like, I'm like, that I did not need, and I still don't need, you know, I still always, you know, I do my jewelry and I, do my own thing still because the necklace you have Thanks. on is from your I jewelry line. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Love. It's called lovely, lovely. jewelry. And it's just kind of something fun to like do with my hands and mm-hmm. not be on my phone. Yeah. So I love that. I want to start crocheting. So that yeah, I that. it's amazing. I swear to God. It looks hard. I'm, I, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I will, You're like, I sure. did one stitch and I hated <laughs> well, it. I do. I want to <laughs> crochet. I forgot to tell you, I've dived into this. I'm going to try to do this in March when I take every, take every March off. I so I'm going to try to learn how to crochet during Fuck March. Yeah. You just turn into a full on grandma. Next time I do your podcast, you're just covered in like a fucking. I'm like gonna make this. you a blanket, bitch. You're just knitting during the whole podcast. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Rocking in your chair with a cat in your with lap. With my bifocals I, on, literally. And a Bible, yeah. just like yeah. full on. I'm like, wow, Bunny's taking a turn. Um, well, one extreme to the other. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, so. No, I so I do the jewelry and I like I always try to make my own money. I actually don't like to spend any of my husband's money because the same way because I. My grandma told me this quote when I was younger, and she said, if you give them the power to feed you, you give them the power to starve you. Yeah. And that shit hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah! You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's I gotta so always real, have though. my own shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Plus, like, I'm, I have a fear of abandonment all the time, yeah. so I'm always like, I gotta make sure I'm okay. You're, you're always afraid the carpet's gonna get yanked out from underneath you. Always. No, I'm the same way. We were checking into the the hotel here, and they're like, well, Miss D. Ford, I just wanna let you know, your card is on file, and it has your name on it. Are you okay with that? And I go, 
Yeah. yeah. I run my own ship. Yeah. I said, I don't ask my husband for anything. Exactly. You know, I was, just, I just thought it was crazy that they yeah. would ask me that. Like how many wives do they have? Or like, no, put my husband's car on file. Yeah. All that was them. crazy. No shame in that. At all. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I wish I could be that person. So like easy going. Free. Yeah. 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 And my husband's very nice. I mean, he gives me a card and he, you know, I don't ever have to, yeah. I'm not for want, but mm-hmm. you know, it's my own personal thing that yeah. I'm like, no, I want to make my own. Cause then and it's he like, probably loves that about you too, because men, yeah. men test women too. Yeah. He if, does love that about me. Yeah. Especially because this is the weird thing. Like when it's their birthday or Christmas, like, you're going to go buy something with, with their, their own, own money. money? Yeah. Like, I'm like, what? Like, no, yeah. like, that's so weird. That yeah. would make me so sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, here, I you bought it. this for yourself. Happy birthday. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, here's fuck. my pussy. It's all I got to offer. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm not talking shit about women. No, that, I mean, you know? like, if that's your bag, that's yeah. your bag. It's fine. Totally, it's fine. Yeah. It's just not, I, I'm not comfortable yeah. with it. So, no, I yeah. It. So, I just, I've kind of just done my own thing and, you know. So, 2017. 2017, we met. on Raya. He we match and it's so funny because he is just so funny. Tommy's just like a very like just no like you know how guys try to be cool and like not text you? Right. As soon as we match, she's like, Hi <laughs> and it's like thirty messages and he's like, What's up? How are you? Like, wanna hang out? Listen to this new song. Check it out. Did you listen to it yet? Like it was so funny. It was like like and like normally girls would be like that's a red flag but for right. me i'm like oh like he's yeah. so fun and i was so You're like he's t- a puppy he's yeah a puppy. and he was just so nice and mm-hmm. I, like i was so tired of people that played games yeah, or guys that, that would like you like if respond. you want to talk to me talk to me like yeah. you text them back and then they wait three days to respond so and you're weird. like but yeah. then they like are still engaging and they're trying to be cool and i'm just like whatever Bro. so he was not like that yeah, guys don't do that that shit's not don't cool. do it the girls like it's guys. cool to care yeah it's cool to care Literally. that's a good yeah that's a good saying yeah. it is cool to care so he cared and Aww. he was very persistent and he invited me to um pride which is so fitting and we met up at Pride <laughs> and we just fucking held hands and like never let go. And Aww. we started hanging out every single day. And, you know, I've told the story before. He was like dating Carmen Electra. Yeah. And then we got together and he just boom, just dropped everybody. You guys were searching for each other. Yeah. You guys just, really needed each other. I feel like that's how Jay and I were. Yeah. Like when you meet that person, you just know. Yeah. And it's like there's no questions asked. No words have to be spoken. It's like you literally link up and you never leave each other. It's like comfortable. Yeah. Safe. And I don't feel and safe. And I don't feel comfortable with like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like when I first hung out with him, I felt instantly yeah. very cozy. I was like, this is a weird thing. Like I'm not used to this, you know? Yeah. I'm so used to being so worried and I was just so comfortable and we just hit it off right away. I think I moved in after like three weeks. No. And we got engaged after six months and then yeah. Jay and I got Jay and I got married uh, a month after hanging out with each other. Amazing. One month. And everybody's like, you guys are not gonna make it. And here we are eight years later. Same seven. Yeah. 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 So we were a year after you. You were two thousand sixteen. It's so wild, dude, isn't it? Yeah, no, I love that for you though. I mean you guys found each other's safe space. I'm so happy. Like I really am like it's just so nice to not be be in that world anymore because mm-hmm. LA is like bleak for dating man I, we were just talking Ugh. about this at dinner last night I feel bad for anybody who has to date in this fucking environment Ooh. God I, bless. So the, the girl we went to dinner with last night, should I tell her story? Yeah. Said that she went on a date with some guy. He's like, hey, I'm making steaks. Come on over. And then they he goes, she goes over there. She's like, all right, cool. I didn't really want to go anyways, but I went because I was like, you know, whatever, steak. Yeah. And he opens the door and is like, hey, where's your steak? And she's like, uh, you told me you were cooking steaks. And he's like, all right, well, I have one. So, you know, come on in. So he start he cooks the steak. 
he's like, hey, you want a bite? And uh, when it's done cooking, and gives her one bite and then throws the fork away and proceeds to eat the steak right in front of her. I was like, if that is what dating is like, what I don't fuck? fucking want it, dude. He said I'm cooking steaks and then <laughs> yeah. asked her where her steak was. <laughs> yes. Fucking BYOB steak hangout. Like, what the fuck? BYOS. BYOS, yeah. bring your own steak. <laughs> well, sorry, you can have a little nibble yeah. of mine. Yeah. That's crazy. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, wow, I can imagine. Fucked. Yeah, Brittany, Brittany, my, we do the podcast. This is the worst. Brittany yeah. Schmidt, comedian. She's yeah, we're gonna talk about so your podcast funny too. and she's single and the stories. Oh, oh, my. and she likes NBA players. Oh, my gosh. She likes I that's mean, like she, a glutton for punishment oof, right there. But she's tough as a girl like she can take some shit. But I'm like, dude, she's got like some crazy shit that is, goes on. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, my God, I can't. Like, no, it's, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to do I it. Do it's it. just, I, I always say if Jay and I don't make it, I'm literally going to be like, sure. I'll be Aww. 76 years old dating fucking little 25, 26 year olds. Yeah. Just so there's no like emotional commitment like you, everybody knows they what love it is older women too yeah. like not that we're older but i mean yeah. older than them you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. like they young well, guys well they've got like, mommy issues so. yeah like i meet young guys i'll be at the grocery store and young guys are always like hi and i'm yeah. like get away from me child like what are you doing yeah. why are you staring at me like that yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> Looking funny. at you like you're a steak. Yeah. Aww. Like, chill, bro. Aww. It's kind of crazy. So let's circle back to you and Tommy, you know, just hooking up, getting together. Mm-hmm. The media attention. Oh, boy. That you guys got. What was that like in the beginning for you? Like, you're, I feel like, and we talked about this a little bit off camera, is like, the internet is just so cruel. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to say having to live in the, a shadow of his former relationship, but mm-hmm. pretty much like yeah. the internet will not let him move on and live happily ever after with you. Never. How do you, how do you feel about that? How do you deal with that? Like wh- where do we start with that? Ugh. I mean, it's so heartbreaking because it's like I've been with my husband, I think longer than any of the relationships except for Heather. I think he was with Heather for eight years. You're friends with Heather too, I right? I love her. She's that's amazing. So sweet. I mean, and that's the thing is like if people are nice to me, yeah. I am nice to them. Mm-hmm. If they are not nice to me, I am not nice to them. And like, you know, you see a lot of what's on the media, but you don't know what's happened in real life. Right. And so people make their judgments like, oh, this person's so sweet and this person's this and this person's that. And I'm like, like, you don't people don't realize what is really happening. You know, they are fed what's what media wants to wants feed them. Yeah, them. You it's don't a machine. Know these people personally, you don't mm-hmm. know the way they've treated people and things like that. And it's it's not what people think. It's very different. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot I can say and there's a lot I can't say, obviously, because yeah, there's kids and Tommy's relationship with his kids. But do you get along with the boys? I do. I yeah. like the boys. Yeah. I mean, and Tommy had a crazy drinking problem and I had never been around someone that had a crazy drinking problem. When you guys first got together. He yeah. Was still so I, I didn't know like how bad this was. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we were we would be together and he'd be drinking all day, but he was still kind of like pretty he was pretty regular you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because he was such an alcoholic he could he could drink like a whole liter of Tito's and be talking to you oh my goodness it's pretty scary yeah. but but like for me like I'd never been How's around his liver he's great now oh good yeah now he's great then mm-hmm. not so much so you know he was doing that and, and you know it caused a lot of contention because the kids were living with us at the time and mm-hmm. you know he didn't want to go out in the living room because they were there with their friends and so he'd be like 
babe, can you go get me a drink? And I, and I'm like, I'm so a sober person. I really don't, I haven't had a drink in like 10 years. Like I don't like it. And he would want me to drink with him, but I'd already been sober pretty much before that. And Mm. so I wasn't into drinking. I wouldn't drink with him. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I would go to the kitchen and I would fill his glass with mostly water. And then I'd pour like a little bit of vodka in. Cause I was like, man, he's already had like way too many drinks. So I would just put mostly water, but just enough so he could, you know, f- taste it. And then when he would go to bed at night, I would dump half the vodka no. out and I'd fill the bottle with water and I'd like shake it so that hopefully it wouldn't freeze because vodka doesn't freeze. Right. So I had to make sure like, and then he would get mad sometimes because it would be frozen. He'd be like, you put water in it again. You know Aww. what I mean? But the boys didn't know I was doing all this. So they would like see me going to the kitchen and, and they'd be like, think like I'm making him, him drinks and enabling him. And so then they started to hate me. And, you know, then that was when that whole thing happened with Brandon, like the intervention, the punching, all this stuff. It was horrible. Mm. And then um, I talked to Tommy's manager. He has a really a manager that really loves him. And I told him, I was like, we got to get this guy sober. Like, this Mm. is crazy. You know, like he's killing himself. And so we convinced Tommy somehow to go to rehab. And yeah, and um, the day of he didn't want to go. And then Nikki six came over and helped me put his ass in the car and took him over to rehab. And he was there for 45 days and he did really great. And since then, he's been doing really great. He's fallen off the wagon like twice but mm-hmm. it was like really short stints you Which know is expected you know yeah Especially he's from not somebody, he's, from he's Tommy not, Lee you he's know? not perfect I mean he was yeah. a massive alcoholic and to go from that much of an alcoholic to nothing that you know it was yeah. a lot it was a lot and then you know you have to when you become sober living with all those feelings and all these things that he hasn't felt in so long and you know um it took him a while but now I feel like he's finally like really found his zen mm-hmm. you know he doesn't even really talk about drinking he'll like make a joke here and there but it's like and that's what i think is so fucked is like people will be like oh he's all coked out or whatever like no tommy is sober tommy does not use drugs like stop fucking spreading shit about people he fucking clips bonsai yeah he's hyper he's adhd he's a 17 year old man like man 56 you know 61 year old man he's a child he's like a very young personality yeah because he got famous at 17 and so he's kind of always stayed like very childlike you know and that's what's sweet about him Mm -hmm. is that he's like a little like kid Mm -hmm. you know a big kid but um so yeah so i mean it's like i'm just so proud of him because now he's really found his peace proud of you both yeah i mean we're doing it's just so nice and we just we're just trying to live our life and not be pulled into you know the bullshit bullshit, man like it's just crazy yeah i saw what you were having to go through when the pam and tommy documentary draw or not documentary but the show oh the who and the hulu thing yeah well that's like funny because like so I started dating Tommy and Seth Seth Rogen follows me. Mm-hmm. And I remember him watching, he would watch my stories and I would post with Tommy. And then all of a sudden, like a couple months later, it's like Seth Rogen's producing a Pam and Tommy series, like completely out of nowhere. Aww. And I was like, God, I hope I didn't give him the idea. I'm pretty sure he DM me. I have to check and was like, oh my God, is that Tommy Lee or something like that? Because yeah. he was shocked. Um, but I have to check. But he was following. He follows me, and he was following me then, and like saw. I would see him see it, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's weird. And then he now is producing. Would produce that show, and like that, you know. Tommy had nothing to do with that. Right. Neither neither of them did. And right. so you know, people would say, oh, Tommy gave it his blessing, but not really. Only reason, um, Tommy ended up in any way involved was because, um, God, who's the guy who played him? Now I'm like having a fucking Sebastian Stan. So Sebastian is friends with Fred Durst. Gotcha. Because they did a movie together. Fred mm-hmm. Durst, the director. 
And so Fred called Tommy and was like, Sebastian really wants to meet you. He totally understands if you don't want to meet him. You know, it's whatever, but he really wants to meet you. And so Tommy was like, okay, I'll meet him. Tommy's just so nice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tommy's just a nice guy. And so we went out to dinner with Sebastian, of course, got papped. And then everyone was like, Tommy's supporting it. And it was like, it wasn't even Tommy supporting it. It was literally Tommy just being nice to a guy who's friends with Fred. And like, Sebastian actually is such a nice guy. And it's not like, you know what I mean? An actor's just taking a job. Yeah. You know, you can't hate the actor. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, they're they're trying to make money. So... Mm. You know, people spun out about that and were like, oh, well, why are you mad? Not mad about this, but you're mad about that. And I'm like, nobody's like, like, what are you talking about? We were friends. We were just being nice to Sebastian. It's crazy that they can come up with so many assumptions off one picture. I'm so exhausted. Can we address the TikTok that that? Oh, yeah. That kind of caused so much. It was so stupid on my part. But it wasn't even a bad TikTok. It was a joke. I could kind of understand where you were coming from because you do get attacked so much online. But it was like a joke. It wasn't even to be like that. It was more like because what had happened is as soon as that documentary came out, immediately within hours people were flooding my page going you're interrupting true love they need to be back together meanwhile I've already been with my husband for five years you know longer than the whole relationship and I'm like this is just so insane and I remember like you know I I don't have great mental health and so part of me whenever anything makes me uncomfortable my first thought is like let's make a joke same I laugh at the most (sighs) inappropriate shit all the time and I don't think sometimes before I act Mm -hmm. and I was just like this is funny and so I just did it and even Tommy was like it's funny whatever yeah and then I posted it and I was like oh god this is gonna get taken the wrong way and of course it did and then so I just took it down right away it was more just like an intrusive thought like acting on like an intrusive thought Mm -hmm. and then somebody had already screenshotted it and sent it to the Daily Mail I literally posted it for like three seconds and then people spun it. The internet is like that telephone game, you know, oh, like yeah, where it's like yeah. news for something, and then by the time it gets to like the fucking, it's 20th like a total person, different story. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just so crazy. I was just like, you know what? I just need to shut the fuck up at this point. And I'm just like, I'm so like now I'm just I, you know I'm just used to it now. Yeah. It's like I get constantly still get it, have and you, I'm probably gonna get it forever. Have you ever reached out to Pam, or has she reached out to you to just kind of like be like just an olive branch? No, I. I think it just if you ask me nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big ripe juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers except maybe body odor that's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant Lumi delivers outrageous 72 hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes even those private parts as a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. 
Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. From crash diets to fad diets, injections and pills, the weight loss industry is a cash machine, but it is all temporary because once you stop, most people gain the weight back plus a little extra. Imagine all that time and money and you're still left hiding your body under baggy clothes or turning the lights off when you're with your significant other because you're shy or embarrassed about your body. Well, Sonabello can help you change the way you look at yourself. In one visit, you will see the difference in your tummy, side, thighs, arms, or wherever you have stubborn fat. You guys know me. I let you guys know when I get stuff done. I absolutely do not see anything wrong with getting a little bit of laser lipo done. I had it done right before the Grammys and it smoothed my hips for my dress. And let me tell you, I will do it again and again and again. Schedule your free consultation and learn all about micro laser fat removal. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Sonobello is running a great special right now. Visit Sonobello.com dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e that's sonobello s-o-n-o-b-e-l-l-o dot com slash bunny because i mean i feel like if i was tommy's ex in this relationship i would reach out to you and be like hey girl like love you i'm sorry i mean when i first started dating tommy you know and all this stuff happened with brandon and tommy's alcoholism she blamed me in a public diary Oh. And said Brittany's the reason Tommy is drinking so much and that mm. she's an alcoholic and he needs someone to behave bad with. Gotcha. This has since been removed from her like online open journal thing, but mm. it was on there. And I remember being really hurt by that. Never mm. got an apology for that. You know, oh. even though I'm like, I don't even drink. What are we talking about? Like, yeah. this is crazy. And I think it's on like somewhere. And then, the of, course, of course, everyone is <laughs> like, yeah, I could see Brittany. She's a alcoholic drug addict. And I'm like, they're ridiculous. I'm like scared of everything, like yeah. let alone fucking getting wasted. And Same. so I was really hurt by that. And then also it was just like, you know, the texting Tommy here and there and being like, yeah, like, hey, like pictures of yourself, whatever. So it was just like annoying. And it was more just like, ugh, like this is not a good vibe. Mm. Whereas with Heather, like Heather would text both of us. Yeah. And be like, do you guys want to like come over? Do you want to hang out? Blah, blah, blah. Just like a totally different vibe. Yeah. And it was a very friendly, like welcoming vibe. And so, you know, um, you know, I wish her the best. I really do I hope because it me it's sad like I really I can't imagine like being so in love with someone still and like not being with them and then being with someone else like that must really hurt you know what I mean like fuck the pain like that must really fucking hurt and it's Mm -hmm. really sad probably and like you know for her sake she's beautiful she's you know still looks great and I hope she meets someone else and falls in love I really do because that the pain of wanting something like, I love my husband. I'm not going anywhere. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, unless God forbid some freak accident happens, no, you know? But like, gonna happen. I just like, man, like I and I and I almost like I get I was upset at first. And now I'm just like I'm more like I feel bad. And I'm like, that must suck, you mm-hmm. know, to like really care for someone so much still and not 
be with them, you yeah. know. So I have sympathy. Absolutely. You know, I try to I try to put myself now. In That's like, very mature, though. I try. So, yeah. I try to put myself in other people's shoes. Like, is it my favorite thing? No, but like, it's yeah. like you know, like <laughs> right. I think any, I think like a lot of women who get it are people that have a baby mama mm. that is still in love with their husband you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I think they get it but I think if you don't have that you don't get it you yeah. know what I mean so Jay um, has two baby mamas one I can get along with amazingly she's a great woman and the yeah. other one is a fucking nightmare so there's so, just it yeah. just depends mm -hmm. like it's just you know that's just life you're gonna get on you know, some people and some people not I mean yeah. you know and and that doesn't mean that you know they're a bad yeah, person it's just that you know it's not yeah. that it's not the vibe and and we've you know i've always been, you know the thing is same thing as you is like i've always wanted to be friends with everybody because that's mm -hmm. how i am but it was like from the get-go it was immediately like made very clear to me that that was not you yeah. know that was not the vibe so i was like okay cool um Got you know i didn't know my place um but also like this is my husband so yeah. that was the hardest thing too is like going through all that and having people be like it's none of your business and i'm like how is this none of my business? This is literally my husband that yeah. I like worked really hard with to like get healthy and like we're like so happy and just want to be like just be able to be happy and have everyone stop making shows yeah. and TV <laughs> movies and Hallmark and Aww. fucking whatever else. You know yeah. what I mean? And have people come on my page and tell me that like you know whatever you know do you feel like you're not allowed to ha ever have an opinion too whenever it oh, comes yeah. to that yeah i can't yeah. say shit everything i'm always the bad guy i'm probably gonna get hate for this like no, it's yeah i think you're being very honest and i think you're being very um open and i think that's fair yeah i mean you're allowed to have feelings and not have to push them down and you haven't said anything that is i i think everything you've said is so like grown and mature so yeah i mean i just i get it we're all hurting from something we're all trying to live our lives and get along the best we yeah. can and that's all we can do you know what I mean yeah. you know I'm not perfect I've definitely you know I already struggle with my mental health and so I've said and done things where I'm like god Brittany like mm. fucking think sometimes before you speak you know yeah. but what can you nobody do? gives us a handbook on life no you know, and I how mean, we're supposed to react to certain things and people don't realize when you're not in the spotlight and you're not getting hundreds of thousands of shit thrown at you every fucking day yeah like you'll you'll never understand it the people that are trolling literally have zero followers and I don't yeah. mean that to be to insult anybody but you don't know what it feels like to live in shoes of people who are online and have to you know who have opened ourselves up to that so yeah yeah I think it's frustrating to like see stories made up about you oh like that girl one's like that one blows my mind yeah like, really big gossip column online and the, they wrote something like when the documentary came out like oh well don't feel bad for Britney because all she does is complain about her husband anyway and I was like what You're and like, I when and I wrote to the girl who runs the page because she published it and the girl was like oh it's someone from your yoga class that sent this in and I'm like bitch I don't do yoga yeah like I don't even walk fast yeah like let alone I don't exercise <laughs> like I don't even fucking touch my toes you know what I'm saying like she's like I am not limber and I said to her I said I don't do yoga 
I said, I don't even have a yoga class. I'd appreciate it if you took it down. And she didn't. You can't. They I've, just want to have fake shit out I've there. I've learned like, that whatever. lesson. I learned that lesson actually this month. I, it started last year when I started getting dragged on TikTok for <sighs> having a podcast with people who come and tell their side of the story. Yeah. The only reason people hate me is because of this podcast. Literally. Insane. It's wild, right? And this year, somebody, I, I didn't learn my lesson last year. So the universe sent me the same lesson this year with another bitch who fucking tried to like make me paint this picture of me being this terrible human when I reached out to her like hey girl this is the truth this is what's going on if you do this this is what's gonna happen like I just try to keep it real and keep it yeah. G with everybody twisted my words twisted screenshots yep. posted them made a video her and this other girl tried didn't didn't put everything in there though of they course. only put what fucking made their narrative yeah. with it. and I didn't respond for once in my life I was like you know what God I bless. don't give a fuck think what you want people are gonna fucking make up whatever they want yeah you know and it's like you can't reason with those people because your narrative doesn't make them money or get them attention no so they want they have to paint their own narrative it's so crazy dude how people spin shit and i didn't even hear anything about that so this bitch can't even be that oh no she's not heard anything about it (laughs) that was like when the whole thing happened with trisha paytas who like i don't have anything against trisha paytas um i'm friends with jason who she was seeing at the time Mm -hmm. and they dressed up as my husband and his ex for Halloween or a bunch of pictures or something. And then they tagged him mm-hmm. and in every picture yeah. and my husband saw it and he wasn't sober at the time. And he made like a rude comment. Oh, and then I did never said anything to her, but she had also on Twitter been like, why is Brittany Furlan with Tommy Lee? That's so weird. And then when I responded to her, she was like, Oh no girl, I totally stand it. And I was like, okay. Anyway, so then I actually wrote her a DM and I think I still have them where I said I was so sorry about that. You know, he's struggling with alcoholism, whatever. I sent her a message. I'm pretty sure I probably still have them, but I was so nice. And she was like, uh, 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 I'm making a YouTube video about it. And you're going like, da, 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 da. And like, Trisha did? yeah, no matter uh-huh. how much I like was like nice. She was like, uh, uh, like, da, da, da. and I was like, okay, like, cool. Well, I said my piece and, you know, I apologize if we hurt you in any way, but it ended up becoming a huge thing. And I'm just like, everybody just, yeah, it's just a know. thing for like, I, I'm not used to that. Like if yeah. we're going to have a situation, let's fucking come to talk to each other, like grown yeah. ass women and let's move on from it. Like yeah. I literally can't stand when everybody wants to go to the fucking internet. No, like dude. It, there, you don't have to fucking post every, uh, is your life that boring <laughs> that you have to just take screenshots that I fucking wrote and fucking post them online of me literally explaining a situation to you, you i know? wish like, she would just... have posted what we wrote but yeah. she didn't of course but anyway yeah i, I was it, talking you know. about my my personal yeah you're but, that like, person of but course yeah. yeah but yeah no i get but it like and... honestly like i'm just like bygones be got bygones people yeah. grow people change you know like i don't have any yeah whatever i, don't I think trisha um you know, since she had her baby and is married and actually yeah. found like real happiness yeah. in her safe space. Yeah, I feel like I've it. seen a, a lot of growth yeah. from her. She seems, I don't know her. She so. seems really happy. Yeah. So that's great. And I think that makes a huge difference with how people treat other people. Yeah. If you aren't happy in your life at that moment. And I think her and Jason had like a really fucked up relationship. Yeah, they did. I don't yeah. know the de- the details yeah. and I don't even care to get into it. But I think when you're going through that 
and you're just fucking hurting, you're yeah. just, your normal reaction is hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So. And I know she struggles with her mental health. I mean, it was mm. more on Jason because Jason and I have known each other forever. Yeah. Like, you know, through comedy. And like, I was just kind of like, really, Jason? Like, really? Yeah. Like, like, I don't deal with this enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just sure. exhausting. But then I also, like, it's a growing thing for me where I have to learn that I can't control it. Yeah. I just got to let people do what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, I can't be mad at everybody that wants to fucking, ugh, whatever. I just don't like when people pretend yeah. to be my friend yeah and then they do that that's stuff. hurtful i'm just like okay yeah, <laughs> like i'm fucking hurtful. done guys <laughs> like i don't know like what more you want to fucking do like, yeah it's exhausting. Dead horse. yeah can, can we move on to uh tommy's bonsais oh yeah for sure <laughs> oh my god he loves bonsai trees it saves his life yeah he's just so zen i mean he's probably got like 200 oh my god yeah dude he's People are like, oh, Tommy's on cocaine. Like, every time I see a post of him, they're like, oh, look at it. Like, he's on drugs or whatever. I'm like, no, this dude is literally sitting there fucking, like, Mr. Miyagi just fucking clipping <laughs> his little trees. It like, probably helps his ADD. Mm-hmm. Do you do it with him? I know I asked you this Hell earlier. no. I am way too impatient. I mean, I do my jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll go in my room and do my necklaces, and he'll mm. be out there doing his bonsais. Or sometimes, like, I'll lay out and tan while he's bonsaiing. Yeah. And I will sometimes just, like, sit with him and talk to him while he does it. But... You know, he's just like a different guy, you know. He's yeah. no drama. He's Aww. just very peaceful. He just wants to do his trees. He just wants to have a happy life. He doesn't want to deal with anything. He doesn't want to deal with anyone. He just wants to be peaceful, you know. It's just Aww. us and our dogs, our little wiener dogs. Yeah. And we are so in love with them. And we just have our happy little, little safe space. Safe vibe, happy vibe. We cook dinner <laughs> together every night. We sit and have dinner together every night. Aww. And, you know, life is good, man. I'm so grateful. Like, I love it. I really am, and and I'm so grateful for his sobriety and his commitment to his sobriety and That's his a health. Different level of intimacy is when you get sober together. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was already not, you know, I was already on the, I was already on that path. Right. But having him also mm-hmm. is amazing, and yeah. you know, now he's gonna try to quit smoking. Wow. You know, I mean, he's like sm- cigarettes. Yeah. Are, okay, he's good. been smoking cigarettes his whole life. Wow. And he really doesn't want to anymore, you know. But it's good. like I think when you're acupuncture, in- my dad really? got off smoking um, Marble Reds by getting wow. acupuncture where they put a wire in your ear. And anytime he would get a craving, he would hit this pressure point and it would take the craving away. Stop. Yeah, that is that, amazing. Maybe. Yeah, look into that for him. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So that's his next thing that he really wants to try to do. But, you know, he's like, I'm not going to, you know, rush it because it's Mm -hmm. like the one thing he has that keeps him kind of. 
Yeah. You know, he has like that uh, addiction personality. And so he's going to try, you know, and like, I, I would that. love that. Then he's going to like literally live forever. Yeah. Like, well, this I mean, man he's Tommy so Lee. He's going to be here forever. Like, it's kind of crazy because people are like, oh, his organs must be so fucked up and all this <laughs> shit. But we went and did those body scans, yeah. right? Oh, with Doc Amen. No, no, no. Oh. I did the brain scan with Doc Amen. How I do you did feel do like that. that was? Is it a scam? You know, I really like Dr. Amen. I don't really know the science behind it or what mm-hmm. it sees but it was almost like i sat, sat with him and i kind of told him everything that i'd been through and then he told me what i had i think it would have been cooler if like i had the brain scan didn't tell him anything and then he told me right you know gotcha. a little i was bit the opposite i was gonna do it but then i read a bunch of reviews and you know i'm not yeah. knocking it at all yeah, but no, i just listen i don't know i think he's a nice guy um and i think he does care about helping people I don't know enough about the technology, right. but I did think it was cool because it did show me my brain, but I wasn't sure exactly, you know, he explained like, you know, these parts lit up meant trauma and that kind of thing, but I'd already told him like I had trauma, so right. I was kind of not sure if it was. It's kind of like a psychic when you go to a psychic yeah, and tell a psychic tell everything. Them everything yeah, and then they they're like, you. oh, who's Mike? And you're like, I just told you about him. <laughs> Dude, I gave you his last name too. You can't even remember <laughs> yeah. it. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but I do think he does really care about people. And I do think that, you know, he tries to help people. And yeah. so I always like love that. Um, so I don't know. But then we did do a uh, full body, body scan. Scans. And mine is like a mess. And oh, like no. I have a cyst in the middle of my brain. Oh. I have polycystic. I have PCOS, which is um, polycystic ovarian mm-hmm. syndrome. So I have, do you have PCOS too, Haley? Oh, guys, you both do. Mm-hmm. Do you take metformin or no. nothing? Yeah, me neither. Metformin made me so sick. Yeah, it makes you crazy. Made me so sick, and so I just, I just barely eat. Have you ever had your hormones checked? <laughs> oh yeah. And so my, so I have technically don't really show PCOS on my hormones, but then when they did my uh, MRI, they mm-hmm. saw it everywhere. Yeah. So they did it. My, I, my ovaries both are full of cysts and, you know, I've thought about getting a hysterectomy, but then that comes with its own menopause. menopause. Yeah. And so I already have such anxiety that I was like, fuck. And then you can get a partial and it's like kind of complicated, but yeah, I have a bleeding it. disorder. So I'm like, God, what if I die on the table? Then oh, it'd be God. not worth it. So I get paranoid. But anyway, so mine was a mess. His literally was perfect. Like I was like, nothing wrong with the liver, nothing wrong. I have cysts in my liver. <laughs> I feel like he's son of a bitch. I'm like this motherfucker. Cysts in my liver, cysts in my breasts, Aww. cysts in my ovaries. I'm so cysty. I have early onset spine disease, which Aww. is probably from my breasts. Where is this body scan? I want to go get one done. So um, this is called Pernuvo. Okay. So it's like twenty five hundred dollars, okay. and you get a full body MRI, and they tell you everything that's wrong with you. How long do they have to? Do you have to stay in just that one for? hour, and you watch Netflix. It's so they close, put Netflix. Oh. I know if you're claustrophobic, I am so claustrophobic. but but it's open on both ends. Yeah. And there's a tech in there with you and you have a little thing in your hand that if you get uncomfortable, you squeeze it. And because yeah. I'm like that, too. Yeah. yeah, this is it. Pernuvo. And you get a full report. Wow. Of everything like that literally from your head to your tippy toes. So wow. they found everything in me. They you know, the spine disease I had. um, I have uh, the God, cyst in my ovaries, a cyst in my breast, a cyst in the middle of my brain. Um, God, I'm trying to think. I had fluid Did in my cul-de-sac. Did they give you any options for like healing this stuff? Or so just I went to my like- doctor who I love, Dr. Amrani, and he basically told me like, you know, well, he put had me do uh, no gluten, no dairy mm. for like a year and all my cysts went away. I but but it. I love it too much I to know, like do hard. no gluten and no dairy. Like yeah. bitch, I was eating That's what like I do. I was 
I'm no sugar, no How gluten, no dairy. How do you no fucking eat, dude? I eat the same. I'm like eat the same thing every day. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so we were on tour, mm-hmm. and I did it for a year, and I had no cysts, and I and I didn't feel any different though. That was the thing. I yeah. only had no cysts, but I didn't feel any better. Right. And so I um on tour I ended up being like, fuck it, I'm just eating whatever I want again, and all the cysts are back, but. I don't feel any different, cysts or no cysts. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, I still have really painful periods. Mm. I still have, like, really bad endo. Like, you know, so yeah. it kind of is what it is. And, you know, my doctor's like, you don't really need to worry about it. It's, like, benign shit. Like, he right. had my breast cysts checked. They're just cysts. Right. You know, my liver cysts are just cysts. Gotcha. It's just cysts. So yeah. they're not going to do anything. The only one I have to watch is, like, the one in my brain. If it grows, it mm. can cause neurological issues. Like, I need more of those. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like already happening it right might now. Heal you, though. you never know. It could like do the complete fucking opposite. <laughs> At this I, point, like, what do we have to lose? Let's roll the dice, right? Oh my god, just fucking. I start be like, wait, 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 wait. Are you okay? I'm fine, 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 fine. <laughs> you start stuttering. No, but apparently, like, that's the only thing I really have to look out for. And then the spine disease. So I try to wear. I try to. My dad's always telling. He's gonna yell at me. Put your shoulders back. So yeah. like, my boobs are so heavy, they pull my spine mm. forward. When I had my boobs done, that was the same way. My, the implants were so heavy. You still have big boobs. Uh, these are my real ones. I had my and you're implants. you're like a D still. Yeah, I had wow. my implants taken out. But yeah, that's exactly, I would hunch over too. And I still do that now because I'm so used to having those. I had those fucking Kazangas for yeah. like 13 years. Yeah. So you got a nice rack. Though. I'm a fucking 34 triple D. They're nice. I'm going to show you when we're done. I can't wait. They're crazy. I can't wait. They hurt. I mean, and then I thought about, I do, and I've thought about a breast reduction, but my husband's like, don't you dare, you're gonna have that crazy scar, and like, they're so pretty. No, not if you go to a microsurgeon. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. They'll be able to do it like super, super thin. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I always feel like I had one girlfriend of mine who she, they took the nipple off, and then they took, and then they put it back on, and it looks crazy. Yeah, that's. Someone chewed on the nipples and (laughs) sewed them back on, like. Someone ate the pepperoni and then fucking put it back on. I'm like, what the It's like fuck? a kid's pizza. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? She had the beautiful, beautiful nipples. Oh, and then now they look like no. they fucking Damn you know, Frankenstein her oh, back together. I was like, fuck. ah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, we hate that. Shit, dude. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yours look great. I love she you. She had the explant. Yes, That's I did. That's good yeah, for you because that causes to. its own issues. Yeah. Well, my fucking, I had one. I had a lobster claw size scar tissue because my implant folded. So it was a whole thing. But it was because I was having such bad anxiety. Like, I did everything I could to clean my body out and just to try to fucking heal, you know? And you look great. I love you. And you, like, got good energy. I love you so much. You did a really good job. You walked in here and I'm like, I can tell. And she's like, I don't eat sugar. I'm like, how do you live? Like, I'm over here, like, chugging my sugary ass. Like, I'm like, I need it or I'm going to start shaking. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you so much. That's crazy. Brittany, I can sit here and talk to you all night long. I feel bad because we did your podcast before this. And I mean, I could just literally sit here and just pick your brain all day long. But I'm really looking forward to us hanging out and chilling because I adore you. We got to get Tommy and Jay together. Yeah, they would love each other. Dude, we have to get them together because I have a feeling Jay's so so childlike too. Yeah. They have the same fucking energy. They just play video games together. Literally. dead. We're just sitting there. Does Tommy play? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. We got to link them on the game then. He plays the golf, like top golf. (laughs) Jay does the, what does he play? Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, yeah, so he's always dude, doing it. I love that shit. Aww. Oh, my God, these guys. But God bless them. They're, we're lucky to have them. They're good guys. Definitely. You know? Well, they got good women, too. Amen. Yeah, they got good pickers. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the I podcast. And come back every 
anytime you want to check in if you have anything you want to promote or anything like that you know um yeah i mean we have our podcast this is the worst with me and Brittany schmidt and uh, we talk about all the worst things that have ever happened to us (laughs) and and anyone else you can write in and tell us your worst stories and um i do the jewelry which is just lovely jewelry on instagram lovely with two e's yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. then i'm doing stand-up i post dates just like randomly i'm not like on tour right now but Mm -hmm. i've been doing la so if you're in la which i'm so proud of you for doing that for getting back into it yeah it's therapy for sure yeah thanks for having me thank you so much the best thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of dumb blonde i'll see you guys next week bye